Um, so the World Cup starts Sunday, guys. We're here the main stand episode uh, 15 of season two. How are you guys feeling headed into the World Cup? Uh, optimistic for a good tournament. Pessimistic for the men's national team. That's that's how I'm feeling. I'm pretty excited, honestly. It's uh, It's been a couple years too long. Yeah, at least at least the U.S. is here. At least the U.S. is here and gets the gets to play. I at least get to root for the U.S. for three games minimum this year. Exactly. I'm more excited just to get past like the Qatar shit, and it's been controversy and kind of dreary news. It feels like Mm. surrounding this World Cup, and to actually just see some football. uh, You know, we're seeing the action finally, so I'm pretty excited. It's gonna be it's gonna be a unique one, I think. I'm excited to see if Qatar win 1-0 with a second-half goal on Sunday. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, uh, there was a report that came out on Twitter that Qatar has paid Ecuador uh, around $7.5 million, eight different players, uh, to lose 1-0. <laughs> Russia did it in 2018, so it wouldn't be the most surprising thing. We will see. All, all I'm saying is <laughs> if – if I see Qatar score a goal in the 60th minute, chalk the tournament. It's over. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so with that being said, do you guys want to dive right into the groups here? Do you want to talk about the U.S. national team? Start this a lot of different ways. Let's let's just go to the groups, and we get to Group B. We can do yeah. a little. Yep. We take a little side adventure and talk about the men's national team. Perfect. So we'll start off with Group A. Um, this one's Ecuador, the Netherlands, Senegal, and Qatar, uh, the team we talked, two of the teams we already kind of mentioned here. Uh, I'll start off with Mitch. Mitch, who do you see getting out of this one? Uh, my two teams coming out, I have the Netherlands and uh, in Senegal still. Uh, albeit with a huge Mane miss, I think Senegal still have a really strong team, and I think uh, Netherlands is my pick to win the win the group here. This one's this one's really important for us too because we're gonna play. If we finish second, we play the first um, finisher in this one, most likely. Like Mitch said, the Netherlands. Um, I don't know. Senegal not having Mane is a really really big miss for them. There's part of me that thinks Ecuador could maybe pull off something. I think Qatar are definitely the last favorites in this group, albeit the host country. Um, I guess what's the price tag on the knockouts? Yeah, mm. that's true. I'm not sure. I'll probably go with stick with Netherlands, Senegal. Um, I'm going to come in and be a little different here. I actually think Qatar get out of the group. All controversy aside, I think think they're going to get that host nation bounce and prove some people wrong. I think they're going to finish second in the group behind the Netherlands. I kind of like that take, actually. They actually don't have some bad players either. I'm trying to think of the guy. His name's escaping me. Almoez Ali. Uh, he has 10 goal contributions and 14 starts for Qatar. He's kind of their main man up top. They don't have some bad players on Qatar, so we'll see. Especially if I they start off it. with a win. Right. Yeah, I think they're get that going to get that host nation bounce, and I think they're I think they're going to sneak out of the group behind the Netherlands. Yep. Again, this one's really big because it basically dictates who we play in the the round of 16. Absolutely. Mm. Um, group B. Again, this is our group: England, the United States, Iran, and Wales. This one's a pretty tough one to call. I'm gonna. I'll, I don't. I, being the 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 podcast pessimist, <laughs> I'm gonna back our boys. I really like Let's the go. team we're taking to Qatar, minus a couple little 
things. Uh, no PFOC, no party. I don't know how he doesn't get into this team. No Pepe is an odd, inc- odd, you know, exclusion from the team given Greg Berhalter's love affair with Pepe. Um, but overall, I think that's that's the best batch of midfielders we could have brought. I like the defense. I don't really know how much of an upgrade Sean Johnson is over Zach Steffen in goal, but I don't imagine him playing. I think it's going to be Turner and Horvath are going to be the one and the two. Um, but yeah, I think I think the U.S. get out of this group. I think England top this group, but I think the U.S. get out of the group. Um, I, I'm taking England and the USA. However, I do think I would be remiss to not at least mention the fact that Wales are a good side and Iran have beaten a couple pretty solid teams in the past couple couple of months to the build-up to the World Cup, including a full-strength Uruguay in a friendly. Granted, it was a friendly, but it's a full-strength Uruguay. And we can't just chalk it up to, oh, the U.S. and England are the two teams that people know the most, so they're going to get out. I think it's going to be tough. And I could very easily see the U.S. either not winning. Like, we we can get out of the group, but I can also see the U.S. not winning a game. Iran scored an 18 of their last 19 matches, too. They have a pretty nice offense. Mm, um, they're a good side. Yeah, they are. I think on paper, you still have to look at the U.S. You're better than Iran and Wales on paper again. And this is the first time I feel like in a while where the U.S. enter into a run of games completely healthy. Uh and we're going to see kind of the, like the dream starting lineup that we've been begging for. Cause again, everyone's fit. So you're going to face some low blocks. I think in this competition with the likes of, you know, Wales and Iran, it's going to be all about, you know, how much can we turn that key? Can we get some big goals uh, with the likes of Eunice Musa and Weston McKenney? I think that's really possible. Um, mm. It's a big world cup for Christian Pulisic too. Cause he, he has to show up. There's no excuses this time. So uh, a healthy Gio Reyna is, yeah, Fact. for sure. Do you have him playing as your number nine in this, a false nine? I don't think so. No? I would like, personally, to see Tim Weah as the nine. I would agree with that. I have uh, Weah, but I have Aronson on the on the right, and I'd have uh, Reyna coming off the bench for me. Mm. Yeah. Either I, way, I, I think. I, I agree with Josh there. I think the, the form I've seen out of the, the two Leeds lads – in the buildup is is instilling quite a bit of confidence in me just knowing that we have the depth um aronson especially has been Mm -hmm. really really impressive um for leads lately so yeah before we get out of this group um let's talk about england for just a second what do you guys think of england um they are one of the the top you know five six favorites in this world cup how far do you think england will go what's england's ceiling here semifinals semis i think uh i think england could potentially show us another upset i'm not i'm not completely sold on england yet they are young they are still gelling and they're coming off the bounce of a dis uh disappointing euro finish um so i i'm not going to give them the keys to the castle yet but i do think they could surprise and and bounce out early yeah, they're probably they're on the right side of that bracket. They're probably going to run into France too in the quarterfinals, which I think would be a death sentence for Gareth Southgate. I think France would romp England. Uh, we're seeing injury problems in the squad already too. Kyle Walker's going to miss against Iran. 
You have Harry Maguire and Eric Dyer in the middle, too, which spells trouble, I think. But we'll move on to Group C. This one's a really fun one. Uh, probably the most open, in my opinion. Uh, one of, at least. And that's Argentina, Mexico, Poland, and Saudi Arabia. Uh, Argentina are the clear favorites here. 36 games unbeaten in all competitions. One behind Italy's record of 37. Uh, everyone's talking about Messi in this World Cup. Do you guys see mm-hmm. Argentina as the clear favorite here? Yep. I like uh, I like Argentina and Mexico to get out of this group. I personally have uh, Argentina and Poland. Um, I just think that second spot is going to be so up for grabs. And I think we need a little level level Lewandowski magic for Poland to, mm-hmm. to see him through. But I think it could be done over a tough Mexico team. Yeah. I think Mitch, I think you're overlooking a very key piece of this Mexico team and that's world cup. Ochoa. Oh, Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. That's why I said a tough Mexico team. I've, <laughs> I've run it as a U.S. fan. We've seen it too many times. Oh, Oh, hold up, Josh, before you give your, your group, yeah. I have, a piece of trivia for you guys. Yes. There are three players in this World Cup that are playing in their fifth World Cup. Can you name them? Messi, Mueller, and the guy from Mexico? Messi, not Mueller. Messi, Ronaldo. Ronaldo. And, and uh, I don't know his name. The guy from Mexico. Um, and the guy. He's, from he's like 40 years old. Guedes, not Guedes. It's a really hard to pronounce <laughs> name, but he, he, he was on loan at PSV a couple of years ago. Uh, he plays at Betis now. I can't think of his name, but I know where he plays. I did. I saw this graphic earlier in the week as well. Okay, I'm just making sure I, that. I think I saw I it on ESPN there. as well. But great, great bit of trivia. That hell, hell of a run to be able to be healthy for for five World Cups too. Mm. Mm. Yeah, to never go down with injury. That's pretty a pretty good deal. I have Mexico in this one too. I, I was going to mention the same thing Pat did about Ochoa. He has uh, three clean sheets in his last eight World Cup games and a yeah. save percentage of 88%, which is fucking ridiculous. Uh, and I, I think Mexico's defense holds up pretty well too. You know, they have two nice holding midfielders with Edson Alvarez from Ajax and Hector Herrera, obviously mm-hmm. formerly uh, Atletico. So I think against a side like Poland, they can probably stand up to the likes of Lewandowski and Peter Zelensky. Uh, I have Mexico getting out of this. This one's going to be decided in the first uh, match day, guys, because Argentina or Poland plays Mexico. That's probably going to be the game that decides second place. Guardado, by the way. It's Guardado. Nice. Group D is next. Uh, This one, I think, is one with two clear favorites. Uh, Maybe you guys have them flip-flopped. We have Australia, Tunisia, Denmark, and France. Is there any surprises in this group, or do you guys see this as being pretty straightforward? The only surprise is I think Denmark win the group. Yeah, that's that's what I was inferring there. That's a popular one. A lot of people are going for Denmark right now. They have a lot of value to to finish top. We'll 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 get there, but I have the, I have thoughts about France. <laughs> I have I have a surprise in this group. Please tell me it's Australia Please get out. Not, it is. It is. I I have France and Australia coming out of this out of this group. I don't uh, I don't rate Denmark as highly as as we're we're seeing right now, and I just think it's the World Cup. Australia have a pretty sneaky good team, and I think they would be able to to best Denmark in uh, in points overall. I fuck with it. I like that pick. I like it a lot, Mitch. You know it's bold, Mitch. And don't it, sleep on Australia. There's giants that go down, so I'm not gonna knock it. I do have France in, uh, finishing first and Denmark second. Yeah. Though. Um, we'll go E. I'm going to talk about this one first because I'm psyched about my pick here. 
This one's Costa Rica, Spain, Japan, and Costa Rica, Germany, Japan, Spain. Um, I have Germany finishing top here, Japan second, Spain falling out in the group stage, which uh, I believe they did in 2014 as well. Mm -hmm. Japan is obviously my shock here, and I'm so high on this Japan team. I think they're the funnest team in the World Cup. They had the highest XG in Asian qualifying. A uh, really good wet record going 7-1-2 and two over that span as well. And we saw in that game against the U.S. how much they play on the front foot, how well they press um, defensively. A lot of really exciting players, too. I'm obviously a big Takumi Minamino fan. Uh, you know, he's in the 89th percentile forwards in Europe right now for non-pen goals and assists per 90. You look at the likes of, you know, Daiki Kamada as well at Frankfurt and Takahiro Tomiyasu at the back. This team is dynamic. They can, you know, play balls. They can get on the front foot. I have Japan going over Spain, and that's purely um, for the cause of I don't think Spain can finish goals. Um, we, that was a, the case in Euro 2020. I think it's the case now. Mm. I definitely don't completely disagree with you. I think Spain brought a bit of an odd team to this World Cup, completely ignoring your obvious gripes with Thiago's exclusion. Um, I think they're just missing some of their more dynamic midfielders. Um, and just overall, yeah, kind of like what you mentioned, they kind of look, feels like they lack teeth in front of goal. There, we haven't really, there hasn't been like that guy as a forward for Spain since like David Villa. Yeah. Really, it feels like there hasn't really been like a, a forward that really like is earth shatteringly good, uh, for that country. And, yeah, I I, th I think they get out still. I think just the pressure on them to get out of the group, remembering what happened to them last year, or last World Cup, not last year, um, is going to be enough to see them get out of the group. I do I do have Germany topping this group as well. I think Germany just have way too much quality top to bottom. Um, and, yeah, I also think, however, sleeping on Costa Rica is not the best idea. If I remember correctly, they were the furthest finishing CONCACAF team yeah. in the 2018 World Cup. Um, I don't know how much of that side has changed since then, but CONCACAF qualifying is tough, as we all know. There's no team in CONCACAF that's bad. Maybe, you know, player quality. They don't have what Germany and Spain have, and even Japan, as you mentioned, but I think we'd be remiss in completely writing Costa Rica off as, like, not in the conversation. I do think, however, Spain and Germany just have the quality and they'll be the two that get out of the group. I think this one is going to finish the way everybody says it is. I don't think there'll be an upset here. I have to agree with Pat on this one. I just, I think regardless of um, the lack of teeth up front, I think experience pays. And I think this is a case where that Euro, uh, that Euro finish will give them the kick in the pants they need. Mm -hmm. And I will say, I'm not totally hating on Tiago getting excluded. Uh, man's made of glass. Keep him fit for January. Thank you. Yeah, fair enough. Valid. I Valid. Have, I have Germany actually going quite far in my World Cup bracket, too. And Yeah. Uh, Germany is actually the, the second favorite to win this group, too, which is pretty rare. I think a lot of people aren't really talking about Germany going into this World Cup. And if, you know, in, from a betting sense, if you can get them at the price, you know, if you told me in 2018 or 2014 or 2010 that Germany would be the second favorite to finish uh, top in their group and the 10th the favorite to, to win the World Cup, I think you'd take that every time. 
this Germany side's a little bit underrated, and I think they're kind of going through a transition. But first uh, time they're playing under a new manager since 2006. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, obviously not walking low. And they, they have a ton of offensive talent. They like to play on the front foot. It's all about their defense. If they can organize their defense out, they have a chance to, to make some noise. Forget no Germany manager I'm... picking his nose on the sidelines of a World Cup yeah. anymore. <laughs> uh, Vern, is Werner not playing? Correct. He's injured. He's out. So, He's it'll, injured. Be a, so... it'll be a Bayern front line. Yep. Uh, we'll move oh, on. Oh, damn. To... <laughs> That's really tough for Germany. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We'll, uh, we'll go to Group F. This one, again, I think like Group C, is, is pretty wide open for the taking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Belgium, Canada, Croatia, Morocco. I think you could literally pick any two teams in this one and make an argument for them. I would agree. Uh, so I did the hard hard part, and I, I picked Belgium to win this group. Uh, and then second, I have Croatia coming out. Um, my tough decision was, do I do – I, stick Canada in that second spot. Um, I just don't think uh, they're healthy enough. I don't think that, that like Davies has gotten the minutes going in and I don't think they can rely on, on David up top mm. to, to carry him um, through. I, I think Croatia has a really, really strong team. Um, and I think they'll, they'll still be able to, to best, you know, Ziesh and, and Alfonso Davies and, and get that second spot. Mm. Uh, I like Canada. I'm taking Canada. Canada. I think, I, think, I think Belgium win the group, and I think Canada finish second. We were talking about surprises before. I think Belgium. I think there's a possibility they fall out here. Um, Belgium and Croatia are so old. Uh, and in a hot World Cup, it's going to be 90 degrees every day. By that third match day, I'm not sure how well a lot of their players are going to be holding up. When you look at the important players in those teams, too. Canada. That's really fair. Yeah. When you're talking about cramp and stuff, especially Belgium's back line is <laughs> it's made of, I mean, you know what? Citizens. If Belgium crashed out of the World Cup, I'm not going to complain. Wrap De Bruyne on bubble wrap and send him back to Manchester. And also, yeah, they do have some class players. We, we should add that. But how long have Belgium been ranked the number one country in the world? And they've been nowhere near it in real life. Listen, if Lukaku could finish in the last World Cup, he wouldn't be having this conversation. <laughs> that's, that's true. He distorted his first touch. I think, like Pat said, too, about, um, about like, an Iran or a Costa Rica, I think Morocco here is a side we probably can't underestimate, yeah. too. Mitch 100%. mentioned uh, Ziyech. They also have Atraf Hakimi, who's arguably one of the best attacking right backs in the world. Yep. Um, and Mazarawi from Bayern Munich too. Yep. So a lot of really good, exciting talent. And those players are also going to be already pretty much acclimated to the weather. They're used mm. to playing there. Uh, they could get off to a hot start. Uh, this group is actually one I'm not sold on completely from any angle. I'd probably stay away from it in terms of making serious picks. You could really make some fun combinations here though, for sure. Yeah. Good point. You sold me. You ju- you literally <laughs> just sold me, Josh, get Canada out. I think Morocco, Belgium. Yeah, it's uh, Morocco. Morocco's a chance to do some damage. We'll see. I'm gonna be honest. I forgot Hakimi was Moroccan. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's one that kind of goes under the radar. So you know, rocking the Moroccan colors, I I, I dig it. They also have that new manager because Mazarawi and Ziyech actually weren't gonna play. They retired from national, you know, team play. They got a new manager, and uh, those guys are back in. So good for them. Mm. Group G. Uh, we're down to the final two here. This one's fun too. Brazil, Cameroon, Serbia, and Switzerland. Um, before we talk, did you guys see Alexi Lawless's 
World Cup bracket today. I saw no, Samuel Etu's. I did not see Lawless's. Alexi Lawless has Brazil and Serbia in the final. <laughs> That's insanity. He has the U.S. in the semifinals. Yeah, he's lost the plot. Who do you guys have finishing? Whatever he's he's are you guys as high on Serbia as Alexi Lawless is? I don't think they're getting out of the group. I I actually uh, I might I might be uh, I do have them getting out of the group, but I don't have them going far. Um, I just I think they have a little bit more to offer than Switzerland, Cameroon. Um, you know, Kostic has been playing really really well in the build up. I think we I think we see a pretty pretty strong Serbia out of uh, out of this group. I think Switzerland are so class, man. I I I like a lot of the I I like Switzerland. I'm a Brazil. I think Brazil are going to win the group, but I think Switzerland are going to be the other team to get out of this group. Switzerland or uh, Brazil's an easy number one play. I'm yeah. I'm with Pat. If you guys saw my futures picks, I have Switzerland going to the, the quarterfinals. I have them doing an upset on Portugal or Uruguay in the first round. Again, like Pat said, they're full of class and it's players who have played together for a while too guys that have built up chem and when you look at you know who's on form granite Xhaka in the middle of the pitch he's kind of the one that controls that sweet inside he's averaging mm-hmm. like five progressive passes per 90 3.5 shot creating actions Braille and bolo up top two for monaco he, he's a pretty good finisher i think he could be a, a nice surprise this tournament and then you have a back line of fabian char uh akanji both akanji, in great form uh elvetti as well so, mm-hmm. and you have a good goalkeeper room as well. They're Sommer. unsure if Jan Sommer is going to play, but you have Gregor Kobel from uh, Borussia Dortmund as the backup. Yep. This team mm-hmm. has class all around it, and I think they're going to surprise some people. Again, their defense matches up really well with the likes of Serbia, two physical strikers with Vlahovic and Mitrovic. I think Switzerland um, get out of this group, and I think they do it in pretty convincing fashion. Wait, do Switzerland have both of Borussia Dortmund's goalkeepers? Sommer plays for Mockingladbach, I believe. Oh, you said I'm an idiot. It's fine. Everything's fine. No, I heard Borussia. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Uh, and then final group. Again, this one's a little bit fun. Uh, Ghana, Portugal, South Korea, and Uruguay. I was pretty high on Ghana until I did some more research. Uh, they're the lowest ranked team in the field, I believe, in the in the low 60s, I think. I have Portugal and Uruguay getting out of this in order. Uh, I think Uruguay win the group, but I also have Portugal and Uruguay. I have Portugal over over Uruguay. Just I think overall on paper they look better, but the drama in the side right now has me leaning toward Uruguay. Yeah, I think there's just a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes with the Portuguese team. Add in the fact that this Uruguay side has a lot of guys that have played together. I think Suarez is going to be Suarez no matter what. Uh, I think Musiala, right? Is that how you pronounce the the Uruguayan goalkeeper? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I think he's a good player. Uh, I think they've got a lot of a lot of fighters in the midfield. Kamabal is super physical. To get out of that, you really need to be a team that's going to fight for every single point. Um, yeah, I, I think underrating Uruguay is a bad idea, and I think Portugal don't have the greatest coach, and yeah, they have a ton of talent, but I think ultimately. Uruguay are just a better team, which is why I have them topping the group. Quick, strong defenders, too, and Jimenez and uh, Araujo mm. as well. Mm. Yeah, that's a good shout. So that's, uh, I think that we, we knocked out all the groups there in, t- in 20 minutes or so. 
Uh, I like the picks from the boys. We had some some good shouts with the likes of Australia, Japan, uh, Serbia, Morocco. I'm the only one that said Qatar is getting out of the group. Oh, yeah. Qatar, yeah. I had to go back that far. Um, so that's kind of the, the group preview. We, we're not going to cover the whole bracket, but why don't we uh, each give the pick for who we think is going to win the tournament overall? Let's give our favorites. Argentina. I think it's Messi's year. Mitch, are you on the Argentina bandwagon? I unfortunately am on the Argentina okay, bandwagon. So we're all pro Argentina. I, I think I think the line, the story, everything building up to it is just, it's too good to not be true at this point. Yeah, like I said, they're unbeaten run. They've played Brazil three times, beat them in the Copa America. They're just so good, man. And they have. I think Christian Romero is such a huge addition. Ever since he's been in this squad, Argentina have been winning. Lataro Martinez is going to finish off a bunch of messy crosses, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know where this Argentina side really goes wrong, even if they have a hard road to get into the final. Mm. Um, Golden Boot, who's scoring the most goals in the World Cup this year? I have Mbappe for this one. He's the second favorite, plus 800. I think Neymar is first. I'd have to go back and double-check that. Mbappe scored 19 goals already this season. He scored 11 and 10. Uh, for France, it usually takes about five and a half goals to win this award in the past four World Cups. Um, six will definitely probably get it done. If France make it to the semifinal, e- even, I think Mbappe is going to give himself a really good uh, chance, especially with Benzema, I don't think, really has as much of an impact with France as he does Madrid. So it's going to be Mbappe doing a lot of the goal scoring. Mitch, what about you? Hmm. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give a spicy little pick. I'm gonna go Memphis. Memphis the pie to win the Golden Boot in the World Cup. I like that. I don't I'm see Netherlands getting super far, so I don't know if I agree, but I like it. I don't agree with it. I don't think it's anywhere. I'm just giving a dark horse, fucking out of the blue pick, of a team that I think could have a deep run. And they're gonna need somebody finishing out. If it's if it's not Memphis, I'm gonna go Gakpo. Mm. It's not a bad show. I'm, I'm riding for my guy this entire World Cup. I think this is the World Cup that my 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 dude cements himself as the undisputed goat. Lionel Messi's winning the Golden Boot. I think he's carrying Argentina to the final. He's doing what he did in 2014, but he's in great club form. Uh, I think highest combined GA for any player in Europe right now. He's creating. He's scoring. He's confident. He's the leader of this Argentina team. I think he's winning the golden boot and then going straight into the next thing. I think Messi's winning the golden ball too. I think Messi's a really good shout for the golden ball. Yeah. Especially that, if Argentina win. That's who my pick for the golden ball would be as well. I, I'm ready for Argentina to lose in the round of 16 now that I've been doing all this hype on Messi. <laughs> I know. You you could definitely go down that list for the golden ball and find some, some higher value guys. Um, again, if you like – you know brazil or spain there's some definitely some good options there um but Messi, i think he's the clear favorite isn't he it, it just mm. feels different it feels like it's a storybook ending that he's just gonna write kind of along this way yep 100 percent um and then going into next we've got our dark horses who are going to be the teams that people aren't going to see coming that might be able to to shake it up a little bit in this World Cup, so to speak. Again, I had Switzerland. I have Denmark. I think Denmark could do some 
maybe surprises. They might have to play Argentina in round one, so that one is maybe one that I'd shy away from. Mm. I talked about Germany earlier too. I, again, I think people are probably underrating Germany a bit. Even with the I think it's hard to new... call Germany a dark horse, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean they're like plus ten, plus a thousand to win right now. They have a lot of good young players. I mean, Musiala obviously is playing really well at Bayern, and even in defense, Schlotterbeck and, and David Raum too are two kind of newer players to this Germany setup. But mm. um, they can turn the ship around a little bit and just kind of stop some of those leaks um, from turnovers. Germany could surprise so, some people because they're not highly rated on many pundits board right now right my my I have, I have two one of them i previewed a little bit at the beginning i think qatar can surprise some people and i'm gonna say they will surprise some people i don't think they go super far but i think them getting out of the group stage and either giving a good team a run for their money in the round of 16 or even getting to the quarterfinals is exceeding expectations for what a lot of people have them doing coming into this tournament um so I'm going to say Qatar, and I also did a little pre... I think Uruguay as well are a bit of a dark horse coming into this tournament. I think it's really hard to write off a team like Uruguay that have as much talent as they do, have guys that have played together, and just have a lot of, like, this conglomeration of talent. There's a lot of Uruguayan players that are playing all over um, Europe. I, I think Uruguay are a really good side, and I think they're going to be one that kind of shocks some people. Yeah, like Pat, I also have two, one of them being Uruguay. Uh, for all the same reasons. I just think they're a really strong team throughout. Um, and then my second is actually the U.S. Uh, believe it or not, I am I am going with the homer pick on my dark horse. If they are able to sneak their way out of the group, get a favorable pick in the uh, in the knockouts, they could they could make a push. That's further than what I think people are giving them credit. And I think that deserves a dark horse pick. I completely agree flops and it, what uh, what do we think who's gonna underperform i've got one if you guys you guys can go or i can start you guys what, what do we want to do i can go first i think england i think england could fall out yep. in the round of 16 um especially if like the netherlands somehow got second i think england could definitely fall out early there's a lot of people saying hey, there's a chance for england maybe to not even make it out of the group um we obviously saw that in 2014 as well yeah mm. um england just I think their pragmatic style of play is going to come back and bite them in the ass here sooner rather than later. And obviously this seems like Southgate's probably last run with England. They're playing, you know, seven guys at the back with three attackers. All it's going to take is them to be a little bit too pragmatic one game and a team like Iran to catch them out. And, you know, on the last day, somehow they don't make it. Um, England would be the team I would say that could surprise some people in a bad way. I completely agree. Uh, however, uh, I'm taking France as my flop of the tournament. It's not a bad shout. Do you think it's midfield issues with them? Yep. No Pogba, no Conte. That is the spine of what carried them all the way through 2018. I think they're a little wonky as a whole. I think I've used that word four times this episode, but <laughs> probably I stick to it. Uh, I think no Conte is a really big blow for them. Again, Pogba and Conte are the two players that were like, kind of their cornerstones of the midfield. I think a lot of those guys that they looked to that when they won their last World Cup, Matuidi, guys like that. I don't Matuidi's not even in the side, is he? No, no. Yeah, exactly. He's ancient. He's not there. I'm not super convinced by any of their defenders. Um, I think any team that has Hugo Lloris in net has, you know, 
the equivalent of Joe Hart. So yeah, he's a he's a liability. I would say he's um, just spooky. I think Mbappe is great, but I think we've kind of seen Mbappe's uh, hmm, diva tendencies uh, start to shine through. Um, you know, the guy complains playing with two of the best players of our generation at PSG. What's he going to do now that he's kind of got a bit of a head um, in this France side? Uh, I, I just don't, this France team isn't the same team that won the 2018 World Cup. And I think they're going to underperform to where a lot of people have them. Um, in my mind, I don't see France getting past the quarterfinals. Do you think that that's a bad thing for, because obviously Shumani and Kamavinga are probably going to start maybe in those places. Do you think that's a bad thing for them? Or do you think it's going to be other areas of France that kind of underperform as a result of Pogba and Conte not being there? I think it's just going to kind of be as a whole. We saw that 2018 France team play as like a really cohesive defensive unit and let them counterattack and spray these balls out to Mbappe to perform the way he did in 2018. I think it's just not the same side and it doesn't necessarily have the same level of quality that France had in that World Cup, not to say Tuchemeni and Camavinga are bad players by any stretch of the imagination. I just don't think that the team as a whole is really up to the same level that they were at in 2018. And I could be totally wrong, but that's just kind of how I feel about it. Do you guys have any... It's going to be kind of interesting because this World Cup obviously ends around Christmas. We're going to go right into the transfer portal, basically. Do you have any shouts for guys that might be kind of like a James Rodriguez type uh, player really make their kind of star moment here at the World Cup? I can't think of any off the top of my head, no. Uh, I think kind of transitioning off of what Pat said, I think those young French midfielders are going to have to solidify themselves because their names have been in the conversation as some of these these great up-and-coming prospects, but I don't think they've fully established or shown what that truly means yet um so i think if france wants to go out and do what they need to do to to win a world cup um they're gonna need to step up and and be those standout players yeah i think canada has a few shouts there i think jonathan david maybe could you know make a name for himself i think the u.s has some some names that could stand out Eunice musa i mean he'll he's probably gonna start in every game um and i think japan has a few guys too japan has some young guys i think that could you know come out of the woodworks and you know make the tournament their own if you will but i'm excited yeah next uh next round of stories the world cup <laughs> is finally here it is yes. world cup time last note on the world cup if you're a mainer and you want to hang out with us throughout the world cup uh there are a bunch of watch parties going on in Portland, Maine, throughout the group stage, we've got match day one, USA Wales, Bissell Brothers, um, match day two against England on the 25th. You know, we've been talking that today up big, but again, Monument Square, come out, show out. If you want to watch some hockey after, grab the, the Mariners hockey night package watch a hockey game after you watch the usa beat the shit out of england i'm riding high on this let's go america i'm a mr optimism until we lose 
Um, Literally started the episode out saying I'm Mr. Pessimistic. <laughs> Mr. Optimism but, now. It's the end of the episode. Moved. The World Cup is here. <laughs> U.S. fucking A, baby. Um, that weekend as well, not America, but I'll be at the zoo along with Josh and maybe Mitchell Probably. for Argentina-Mexico. And then match day three, we close out at RERA for USA versus Iran at the end of the group. Uh, I believe one of us will be at most of these. I'll be at Monument Center for sure. I'll be at the zoo for Mexico-Argentina. I think I'll be everywhere pretty much. Yeah, Josh Josh took a, a bunch of time off of work. <laughs> the main stand do does the World Cup. Yeah. We're going to do it. One quick question before we head out, boys. Yes. Does Greg Berhalter get fired after the World Cup? Yes. Oh, I think it really depends on how we finish, man. If we, like, do something crazy and, like, get to the quarterfinals, I think he keeps his job. I think so as well. I just yeah, wanted no. Pat's take on that. They... I know Pat's specifically <laughs> low on Greg. I am... He wants his head on a fucking stake at this point. <laughs> I've never been lower on a human being than I am lower than I, uh, than Greg Berhalter. I want us to sack him and bring him Thomas Tuchel. That'd be sick. I think everyone's interested to see what uh what color um and design Air Force Ones he rocks in match day one. Dude, he might rock some Air Jordan Ones. I will say Greg Berhalter is the freshest men's national team coach you've ever had. He wore those, the Carolina, the UNC mm-hmm. off-white Air Jordan Ones on the touchline one time. And I was like, shit, that's sick. I think we lost that match day, but probably those are lost, sick. Yeah. Pep's probably taking notes. From a, I hope Pep system. isn't taking notes. I hope Pep is as far away from Greg Berhalter as humanly <laughs> possible. Perfect. That wraps up a good uh, World Cup preview pod. I think we're going to kind of continue, you know, releasing content as these games kind of start. You're definitely going to hear from us on socials and whatnot. Um, like all we have to say is stay tuned, like, and subscribe. Stay tuned. Up the U.S. motherfucking A. Yes. Deuces. Peace.